0: Use the hate, don't act a fool, spewing words, vile and cruel. Live by five, the golden rule, consider it kind and just be cool. Hello and welcome to the Just Be Cool show and we are the Just Be Cool Guys. I'm here with Reggie and I'm Paco.
1: Yeah, the Just Be Cool show is it's a continuation of uh, our summer 2020 campaign. Um, and, uh, you know, we're having a good time with it.
0: And just to let you uh, know a little bit more about us, we are two... Longtime educators in Tallahassee who taught together for a while at a, a high school together here in town, and then um, we even started a faculty rock band once upon a time, and we were called the Weapons of Mass Instruction. Yes, yes, so, we were. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that was those were good times. They were. They were crazy <laughs> times. So we, we no longer teach at the same high school, but you know, we're, we're still good friends. We've known each other for about 15 odd years or so. Um, I was hired as a faculty member at a local community college and Paco uh, said to himself, well, there's no point me sticking around at this school without Reggie around. So, <laughs> let's, uh, so he moved to a different high school across town.
0: That's right. And uh, fast forwarding to just this past summer um, when schools started switching to online learning, um, and we were dealing with, with the COVID-19 pandemic uh, and we were stuck at home, but uh, Reggie and I found a way to safely kind of come together and we would meet a few times a week uh, and play racquetball to stay healthy and get some exercise. Um, and then in April or May, when there were these, uh, the nationwide protests because of the deaths of Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and um, Ahmed Arbery and, and others since then, uh, we just kept coming back to these ideas and what can we do and how do we, how do we direct this frustration?
1: yeah yeah so we as as we always do uh Paku and I we talk about uh different issues of the day we, we we were just it was just a way to kind of get out and uh and uh so we we were cooped up for quite quite a quite a long time so um but we've had this saying that we adopted a long time ago it says just be cool so uh the injustices of those deaths really inspired us and uh one day we just said, hey, what if we were to start a campaign and uh, to inspire other people to just be cool, um, and so we wanted to just get that message out
0: yeah and and so we were brainstorming what what are, what are what are the key aspects to this idea of just just being cool, and how do we condense that down to a message that anybody, no matter where you are, you can understand what are the key aspects of that and so what we have is the, don't be a racist, don't be sexist, don't be homophobic and in general, just don't be hateful, just be cool. And so that became uh, the idea for this shirt that we developed. And um, yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, and, and sometimes, you know, occasionally, there might be an additional expletive put in there in the middle uh, to, to em- for emphasis, uh, but no. really the heart of the message is, is just be cool, and the world would be so much better.
1: Well, as a, as a journalism professor and a communications professional, I will say that I can neither confirm or deny that there was actually an expletive ever inserted into our slogan. And, uh, it, sounds, it sounds a lot like okay. rumor and innuendo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, check your sources. Uh, the, we need those facts checked.
0: Uh, so we did. We, 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 we pitched this idea to one another, we refined it, we got feedback, and um, what we ended up doing was coming up with a Kickstarter campaign, and we, we were selling t-shirts as a fundraiser, and um, we had a successful summer campaign. Um, and now we're back in school. Uh, we are still kind of uh, trying to get this idea out to as many people as possible on social media, and people are actually still buying the shirts. Um, And they're joining us to help us take a stand against
1: divisiveness,
0: uh, fighting for tolerance.
1: Yeah. And then, and then, and then one day we said, Hey, why don't we just start a web show? I mean, I mean, why not? Right. Why not? Uh, (laughs) And so um, yeah. And, and, and like uh, Parker said, the shirts, uh, the just be, the shirts and the just be cool show are all about uh, celebrating tolerance and uh, positivity.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. So Reggie and I, we we are amongst those who are back uh, back at work. You know, so many so many folks are still working from home, and so I think we came up with this. Especially Reggie, really came up with this idea um, for the web show, just just to, to kind of create a sense of solidarity for for those of us in whatever situation that we're in. Um, and so you know, we're gonna try to get some of those folks on. We're gonna have uh, guests on this show. Uh, We're going to talk about positivity and how people are are, are being cool all across the world. And we actually have a a guest on for today's show. Uh, And her name is uh, Taylor Lifka, a ninth grade English teacher in Roma, Texas. And she unfortunately for a time was suspended from her teaching position uh, because she posted something on her social media um, that was found to be offensive or objectionable to some folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, when really all she was trying to do was advocate for the very same ideas that we're we're trying to get out there, which is uh, tolerance and and acceptance. So uh, we're going to hear from Taylor today.
1: So we're here with Taylor Lifka. And Taylor, it's really good to see you. Um, I'm so happy to meet you. Thank you you so much. Thank
0: you
2: all for having me.
1: Thank you so much for, for spending time to come onto the First episode of the Just Be Cool show. And uh, so, you know, would you mind briefly explaining the circumstances that uh, resulted in your suspension?
2: Sure. So, um, wow, it's been a while. But back in at the end of August, we started school on August 24th was the first day. It was a Monday. And the first time I heard anything from anyone at my school district was on Saturday, the 22nd. And it was just a simple text message that asked me to take the posters down in my virtual bitmoji classroom and the bitmoji classroom had actually never yet been posted on anything regard um, related to the school district. It hadn't even been posted in my Google classroom yet, but it had been shared on my personal social media. And then that started somehow spiraling the internet. Um, A woman running for a seat in a Republican seat here for Texas. um, She had Sort of gotten a hold of it and it was spreading, spreading, spreading all over the internet and then causing a bit of controversy and my assistant principal just sent me a text that said can you take the posters down and over the course of about 36 hours we talked about it and ultimately I said that there was no compromising on my students and my students identity and I wasn't comfortable taking the posters down and after that conversation maybe about five hours later or two, three hours later I heard from my principal and said I was going to be placed on administrative leave.
1: Um, no. And so, um,
0: I'm sorry, Reggie, go ahead.
1: No, 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 you you go ahead, Puck.
0: I was going to say that that's got to be really scary and intimidating to have so much attention all of a sudden kind of like directed and aimed at you.
2: Totally. I think it all happened so fast and that was really overwhelming. Um, Sort of right, like take the posters down and that in of itself, I just remember feeling really I guess stressed because I knew that that wasn't something that I was really willing to do and once I had talked to my mom about it though she was very much like um I guess alerting me that hey you could lose your job over this because you're insubordinate and you're not doing what the district has asked of you um so I sort of had like what felt like a split second decision to decide what was most important to me um but from then on until this day always stay true to the decision that I made and um, I'm really confident that that was the right thing to do and I would do it again. Um, And it's always about my kids and making sure that they feel valued and affirmed in my classroom and knowing that that their identities are it shouldn't be anything other than that. It's not political, it's not divisive, but um, my kids are who they are and that matters.
1: That is um, a I mean, and, and that's that's what you would hope that we would all do as teachers, isn't it, is mm-hmm. to look out for your kids. So it's, it's t- so having someone to call you on something like that has got to kind of rock you to your core, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Totally. And I think that's what it's all about. As I told my mom, like, I'm not going to be able to go to bed at night and feel okay saying, okay, I'll take the posters down. It's not just about the posters, right? It's about validating our kids. Yeah. And all I could think is, what about my kids who are part of the LGBTQ community or who are <clears throat> part of the Black community and are sitting there or were to catch wind or hear me say, like, okay, I'll take the posters down, right? And that would just never be okay with me. So I think you're, you're really hitting it there at you, and you say, it just rocks you to your core, right? It's, it's just so much more important than a poster.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Um, how do you, how have you been supported uh, in that time? Because uh, there was backlash. Um, I mean, there was a lot of people who, uh, my understanding uh, uh, supported uh, the, the, you know, or, or, or said that, well, you shouldn't be doing that. And yeah. then, but there were people on the other side who were saying, you know, you should be doing it. So, um, you know, how, how do you feel about how everything kind of, escalated and ended up.
2: Definitely. I think that more than anything, this conversation is, it's shown me how polarized this conversation really is, right? There are people who are so adamantly against what I've done, saying that, you know, it's me making a decision for my children or my kids and saying that this is so wrong. It's not a teacher's place in the classroom to be talking politics politics. And then there are people on the other side, like you're saying, who are fully supportive of this. This is just affirming our kids and making a safe space and um teaching anti-racist practices and teaching tolerance in the classroom is what a teacher's job is, right, as an educator. Um, and what's been really challenging, I think, through all this is trying to navigate that conversation. And that's something that I'm still working on. And it's hard because I have people flooding my inbox still saying, like this is what we should be doing and let's band together and keep working on and then there are people calling me right a Marxist or calling me a racist or calling me x y and z and that's hard because I'm a firm believer that not engaging in conversation with people who have a different mindset than you isn't doing anything for the cause right um I think that when we leave those people to their own devices and don't engage and try to meet halfway then we're not creating any change right but what I found is that it's just so extremely divisive and trying to find middle ground and communicate across differences is so challenging um, for an adult and for children or kids or young adults, right? Um, so that's been hard. But I will say that ultimately, you know, the people who really raised their voices and ultimately got me my job back are my students. Um, if you followed along with this story, an old graduate from Romais D created a petition and and the title was, you know, reinstate Taylor-Lifca to Rum my or remove Taylor-Lifca from administrative leave. That petition ended up getting over 50,000 likes or signatures. Um, And if I was on social media at the time or people sending me, like the people who were sharing that mostly were my students and the support from the community was unparalleled. And um, I think it just really goes back to the message of all this is like, why do I have 40-year-olds messaging me that are so divisive on this, but we've got 14-year-olds. You know, My neighbor used to be my student and he walked by when this all happened. I was like, I don't get it, miss. Like, Aren't you just asking people to treat everyone with respect? Um, so the kids get it and my kids understand and those kids will be the future leaders of this country. And um, I have to believe that we're in for a change yeah. soon.
0: And I, I think I, I speak for, for, for Reggie here when I say that I think both of us are, are so, um, we have so much respect for you and we're so inspired by Thank your you. story. Um, and and just the, just the absolute bravery that it takes for you to take a stand like that. Can you talk about where you get that sense of, of just this, this thing that you have to do? You have to stand up for your kids. You have to yeah. speak for tolerance and for acceptance. Where do you think that comes from for you?
2: That's a really good question. I have not been asked that yet in this journey. Um, I think that's just always really who I've been as a person, and I think I really learned that from my mom. Um, I think we, we learn first and foremost in the household, right? And I was raised by my mother, a strong, independent woman, uh, worked 50 hours plus a day and then was always there for me as the best mom in the world. And you know, I just think instill those values in me from the day that I was born. Like, this is what you believe in. And if you have something to say, then, you know, use your voice and, and speak up about it. Um, I just think that I've really kind of lived my whole life that way. And I don't know, something just like deeply seated in me. I think sometimes it's my greatest, and my mom would always say, it's like your greatest strength and your greatest weakness. Sometimes I don't know when to stop talking,
1: um,
2: but sometimes I think it serves for a greater cause, but like I was saying to Reggie at the beginning, like I just knew that I wasn't going to be able to sleep at night. Right. Cause I think I truly believe that we're placed on this earth to, to do something right. Or to make something happen. And we're just sitting here and saying, okay, when we know that it's not what we strongly believe, then we're just not doing our job. Yeah. But and think, you, yeah, and you seem to, you
0: seem to be, um, driven by, the, by, by your students. You seem to, to look to them for, for guidance, yeah.
2: Totally. I had one student message me to my work email um, when, I mean, we live in a really small town here, so words traveled very, very, very fast, and when I didn't show up the first day of work, I think people started chatting or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and it was really, I think, after that first day that I had a student message me that I taught last year, and he said, miss, this is what you always teach us is to stand up for what's right. And now it's your turn to do what you ask us to do. Um, and so I think that really hit me. Like, wow. if I'm going to stand up there every day and tell my 14 year olds that, you know, I hope that they pass the star test or I hope they're successful in their academics. But if they walk out of my classroom and they're not a good person, then I failed at my job for them then to bring that back onto me and say like, now your opportunity to do what you tell us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, I'm going to get emotional, but- you know, that just speaks wonders if my kids can say that and call me out on that and hold me accountable because that's what I do for them. That means that we have that mutual respect and um, we're all really working in this together, right? Toward a greater change. And that's when I knew, okay, I'm, I'm in this, whatever it's going to take because they're counting on me.
1: And, and that, and that's the, that's the thing is, is really strange is that, um, you know, uh, there are some parents who just think that, we, you know, we're just about the content, like, you know, we're just going to teach you a couple of things, right? Well, it's, I mean, the, uh, and we, we had this conversation, didn't we, Paco? Maybe, was it a week, two two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's almost like the content is also some kind of like a byproduct, right? Because if students don't come out of your classes and, and graduate and become better citizens, like, what are we doing? You know, you know? <laughs> so...
2: Totally. And I think, like, I always think too, people want to talk about the content. So many people commenting or parents saying like, stick to the content. That's your job. Like you're getting paid to teach the content. Okay. But if my students don't feel comfortable in my space or they're skipping class and they're in the bathroom or they're on the football field because they don't feel welcome or safe or valued in here, then what does the content matter when they're not even here? Right. Or when they're in class, but their head's down or they're, you know, drifting off into space, because they don't feel validated in my space, or they're scared, or, um, you know, they're just not feeling welcome. It's the first step to anything, like, I always think that, and I think back to my own experience in classes where I didn't feel valued, or, you know, I always tell my kids, I struggled so hard in math and science, and growing up, and, like, in high school, I never wanted to go to chem, and I would just sit there and date, like, phase out because I felt like no matter what I did, I would be made fun of by the teacher for getting the wrong answer, right? Or, and there wasn't any learning happening because I just didn't feel welcome in that space. Um, and this is a whole nother side of that, right? Not just because, you know, that's me talking about, maybe I wasn't the brightest kid in the room, but this is on a whole nother level, validating my kids for who they are and their identity and their racial identity or their sexual identity or their gender identity, you know, that's who we are and it matters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, just like uh, what Paco was saying, uh, we have so much respect for you, um, and, and you, you know it must have been very difficult. Um, mm-hmm. I I, f- I felt your pain when uh, when I emailed you and you emailed back so mm-hmm. so quickly, and uh, you know I I don't know, I just I I, I felt a, a, a connection uh, to you know you and the and and the movement that we are all uh, creating, you know.
2: And I want to thank you all for reaching out to me because obviously it was a wacky time and you know still is and it's hard sometimes to know if you're doing the right thing and I think there was a lot of that too like am I doing the right thing by my kids or for my kids a lot of people said that to me like what do you think you're doing because if you're not going to be in the classroom then what change are you making or who are we helping Um, and so to have people like y'all to reaffirm that this is the right thing to do really means the world to me so thank you so much for including me and reaching out and holy cow, this is such a community of um, strong-willed people who really care about their job and their profession. And if you're not in it for the kids, then you're not in it, right? Because we're not in it for the grading, and we're not in it for the lesson planning. Definitely not. For the money,
1: for the money. It's for the money. It's definitely for the money. (laughs) Well, and and I
0: think um, what you said about just hearing your students um, give you the immediate feedback, I think mm-hmm. I think that's the answer that you that you needed to hear, and that gives you all the validation. Is that you know totally. that you have shown how to do it, and your students, when they are inevitably put in that position where they have to make that decision, they will have you to look back on. And I think that that's 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 amazing. And and yeah. um, I know that thank we're you. we're very proud to have you here with us to share your story.
1: Yes, thank Absolutely. you all. Yeah. yeah. Thank well, you so well, much yes, we've had so much fun with you, yeah, for sure. thank
2: you. y'all are a blast, and um I'm really appreciative one for reaching out with the shirt that really it got me. I used to uh, last month I was always like, oh my gosh, like gotta get the mail, maybe it was gonna be something cool, and when this came, it was a good day.
1: Awesome. that's pretty
2: sad when the best part of your day is getting the mail. I feel like that's what happens when you're like eighty years old, but I'm only twenty five. <laughs>
1: Yes.
0: uh, Thank you for for letting us uh, take this time with you. And um, we look forward
1: to talking to you again. Yeah.
2: Of course. Let's stay in touch.
1: Yes, absolutely. You take care, Taylor.
2: Okay. Bye, y'all.
1: We'll see. Bye. Bye. So since the uh, Just Be Cool show is a celebration of tolerance and positivity, we plan on sharing some, some news stories with you. In Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, a single dad adopted his 13-year-old foster son two years after the boy was abandoned at a hospital by his previous foster parents.
0: Yeah, this is a really, really heartwarming story. Um, you know, when we when we read about it, uh, this father he had heard the story of this of this of this young man and how how he had been abandoned, and just two days after knowing after knowing him, he knew that he had to. Had to become the the full-time foster parent for the for for this young boy so it's it's a really great story
1: yeah yeah i mean you know uh, if you talk about inspiration and i mean and you just look at the the images of these uh you know these two guys together i mean you can just really feel the love they have for each other
0: yeah absolutely and uh here's another feel-good article uh chef jose andres continues his philanthropy by feeding people in need his nonprofit, World Central Kitchen, will provide free meals on Election Day, November third, near polling centers in more than two dozen cities, including Chicago, Los Angeles, and Pittsburgh.
1: Is Tallahassee on that list? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt. I doubt <laughs>
0: Tallahassee will make the cut.
1: <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I don't even. I don't even uh, vote on Election Day. I can't even remember the last time I voted. Actually, on Election Day, for me, I cast my ballot uh, on the during early voting in this uh, October 19th is the first first day of early voting in Leon County and uh, um, i have been researching when I, how early I can actually get there because I have a class on that day uh, but then I started thinking to myself well you know every, every everyone's on Zoom who, right. who, is, who will this, even know <laughs> this is the age of Zoom just, just put them in the breakout rooms yeah, yeah. know you're gone. yeah I was going to say <laughs> they'll never even
0: know
1: <laughs> okay kids you're in breakout rooms um, uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. And you know what, it, it, despite there's so much noise out in the world about voting and everything, like we, we are lucky, at least here in, in, in Leon County, that we have a pretty solid um, supervisor of elections. And actually, I cast my vote today. I did mail-in voting.
1: Oh, wow. Very nice. I hope it gets there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> For our next segment, we want to highlight a few of the photos of our supporters wearing the Just Be Cool t-shirt. And the very first uh, one we have is uh, Mr. Benjamin Crump himself. Um, We have a superstar civil rights attorney who is using his- have seen him on all of the cable news networks? (laughs) Every one of them.
0: Yeah. He's, use,
1: he's using his platform to fight for equality and justice, and he's from Tallahassee, and we are very, very proud of him. Absolutely. And then we have number two, we have G. Wright Muir, an attorney from uh, South Florida who was swimming with her son at a local pool when another swimmer called the police on them for talking across the lanes, which actually you know, is not something that was uh, you know, uh, illegal or anything like that or even against the, against the rules at the pool. Um, and, uh, you know,
0: Basic example of not being cool. Yes. I mean, how, how far out of your way do you have to go to show how uncool you are? Like that's, that's kind of sad actually.
1: Well, not only that it's not only is it, is it, um, uncool, but it's dangerous because calling the police on black people uh, for no good reason has had some deadly consequences in, in the past. So, um, so um uh we sent uh she's known as g we sent g uh, a shirt uh, for her and her her son and uh she went ahead and sent sent pictures in thank you so much for that g thank you okay and and the just be cool campaign is officially international uh we have transcended (laughs) our country's borders and uh here's a picture of trevor he he yeah. looks
0: he he looks a little familiar to me, Reggie.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, really. Um, yeah, he's just a coincidence, really. Uh, so uh, Trevor lives in uh, Palma, Mallorca, Spain, and uh, he he uh, he got his T-shirt and was proud to take some pictures with it. Palmer, if you don't know, Palma, Mallorca is a um, a small island of the south of, the, of Mainland, Spain, and it's very, very beautiful.
0: Yeah, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, if, if the Just Be Cool t-shirt wasn't enough to say, wish
1: you were here, everything else about <laughs> those pictures are. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a beautiful place. It really yes, is. And a nice t-shirt. Yes, yes. That too. Um, and then we have 11-year-old Ben in Nashville, who got his shirt uh, just before he went back to school
0: yep and uh I'll tell you what it is you know I feel really good about this message because you know nobody likes to see kids used for like as, as billboards or political for political messages but like I feel really good about about what we're doing here and just this idea of of acceptance i mean i, I you see this you see this young child and
1: and just
0: it's it just makes me feel really good about what we're doing
1: yeah. And, and really and truly, when you think about it, there's, there shouldn't be anything political about telling people to just be cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, the next one is, uh, I was really touched by this one. Matt is actually a former high school student of mine. Um, from maybe about 10 years ago or more, actually. I think it's more than 10 years, probably 12, or 14 years ago. Uh, you might remember him, Paco, because he was at LHS when you were there. Yep. Um, anyway, he sent in this photo with his wife, Sally Ann, and uh, he said this. Too many people are arguing and picking sides without listening to one another. And Matt and Sa- Sally have adopted our saying whenever they see injustice and hate in the world.
0: Yeah, and and I I would I would offer this as a suggestion to anybody when when you're in the car and you get frustrated or when you're watching the news and and all of the talking heads are just making all the noise instead of getting mad and instead of instead of yelling all all of the expletives at the TV screen just just lean back in your chair and just say if only they would just be cool
1: the world would just, be so much better. It feels it feels
0: good to say just, just be, be cool.
1: cool. Just be just cool. Be cool but 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 with no expletive, right?
0: I mean <laughs> the,
1: the, that's owner's discretion, owner's discretion. We can't put we can, can't put that on a shirt Parker. No,
0: we will not put that on a shirt. No,
1: <laughs> no. no, we would never do that. And and not that that expletive has ever been uttered by any of either of us, cuz remember. No,
0: no nor do we nor nor do we condone. Uh, Absolutely
1: no. never. Mm-mm. Absolutely.
0: Okay, well, well anyway, although f- back in the day, back in the Lincoln Day, we did we were known to uh to, to have um, Mad Libs. So maybe we can do a special edition <laughs> Mad Lib version of the t-shirt where there's a little blank <laughs> space right here. Just be blank cool. So
1: oh, no. Describing no. word. Describing word.
0: Describing word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, anyway, feel free to send us your photos. You can post them to our Facebook page or send them to us via email.
0: All right, Reggie, it's raffle time. This is when we select a deserving teacher to receive a free shirt. If you want to nominate a teacher, click on the nominating form found on our Facebook page or our website, justbecool.co.
1: This month's winner is Chelsea Milazzo. Chelsea is a third grade teacher at Fort Braden, a pre-K through eighth grade school in Tallahassee. She was nominated by Brittany Smeckenbecker, who said Chelsea creates a caring and compassionate classroom for all students.
0: All right, that's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to our writers, graphics team,
1: producers,
0: and editors. Uh,
1: Paco, yeah, you know we don't have any of those people, right? It's just us.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. But be sure to check us out online on our <laughs> website, www.justbecool.co and our Facebook page. Feel free to email us at justbecoolyall at gmail.com.
1: In a world where you can be anything, be considerate, be kind, and just be cool
2: yeah. use the hate don't act the fool spewing words vile and cruel live by five the golden rule consider it kind and
1: just be cool yeah.